This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. And this is Christina, and you're listening to Wannabe Fans, a podcast for wannabe fans of St. Louis City SC. We're going to play a numbers game today, and Christina is thrilled to be joining us as our one and only contestant. Yes, absolutely. Sounds a little more enthusiastic. I'm sorry, my phone or my watch scared me because it started doing the vibration, which made me think that I was getting a phone call. But no. Um, yeah, I mean, I am excited to be the only person <laughs> and know 100% of the answers. And uh, it's going to be a really easy game for me. So looking forward to it. Okay, so the game that we're going to play is I'm going to read off a jersey number, and Christina's going to tell me which player it belongs to. And what we're going to learn from this game is that Christina does not pay attention to player numbers. She only pays attention to their names and where they are on the field. And even then, that's a stretch. So here's what we're going to learn. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay because I'm going to give you three chances out of the different numbers that you can ask what position they play. And I'll give you that information. Can I ask what color their hair is? Sure, you can ask that one time. Okay. I don't think that's going to help you very much. It will help me, actually. It will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Who is number one? That's uh, Berkey. Yeah, good job. All right. Who is number two? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Nowinski. Yeah, you're right. Oh, wow, that was a guess. <laughs> well, you did a good job. Okay, who is number four? Tim Parker? No. Um, One more guess. Mickey? Nope. It was Nilsson. Okay, who is number six? Uh, Lowen? No. Can I have a hint? Uh, they are a midfielder. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to be embarrassed if I name somebody who's not a midfielder. Is Blom a midfielder? Is it Blom? Yes. Okay. Good job. <laughs> what about number seven? Um, are they also a midfielder? Yes. Um, Stroud? Even no, Stroud is not a midfielder. No, no. Um, they are uh, an international player, and they're a midfielder. Oh, is it Hubert? Nope. Uh, it's Ostrak. Ostrak. Okay. Okay. Who is number nine? Is it Klaus? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, we skipped one. We're going to go back to it. Okay. Who is number eight? Uh... Trying to think. Um, 
Vasiliev? No, you guessed this person already. Hubert? No. Stroud. Stroud. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And of course, we're not doing all of them because there's a lot of them that Mm -hmm. we haven't really even, some of them we haven't even seen play yet, but I'm just focusing on ones that I know have played this so far Mm -hmm. this season. Uh, Who is number 10? Is that Mickey? No. Hebert? No. Leuven. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, here's one that you that I think you know. Eleven. Tim Parker? No. Forward. Last name's a little hard for me. Uh, I'm trying. I, like, I see the players in my head, and I just, I can't. I can't get there. Uh, you're going to have to tell me. Nico. Jokini. Jo- oh, I, okay. I, I, I always, I always, I always just say Geo because I'm Gio. like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Gio. Okay. Um, let's see here. That was 11. So let's move on to. Let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out which one to ask next. Let's ask this one. Who's number 19? What position? Midfielder. Is that Mickey? I'm just no. gonna keep saying Mickey, and I don't even think Mickey is a midfielder. No, it's not. Um, Vasiliev. Yes. All right. Correct. Okay. Uh, moving on. How about 26? Miguel. No. I'm just gonna say him every time, and every eventually time. it'll be him. Uh, Tim Parker. Yes. All right. Good job. Uh, 22. Miguel. No, stop it. Well, it's got to come up sometime. I feel like I'm going, I've gone through everybody. Uh, hmm. I've said. They're a defender. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I haven't said yet. Who's a midfield or a defender. Um, Hebert. Yes. Okay. Okay. Who's 28? Uh, oh, gosh. Miguel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that one in there for you. Um, I I know some of these other players, but I don't remember actually seeing them play so far. Or they've only played, like, once. So I'm going to skip some of the rest of them is there anyone that i didn't list that you want to know who what their number is i don't think so but i'm starting to think that i i'm overlooking some people that have played yeah and i'm not sure who those people are um, so you're gonna have to tell me okay so the people that i didn't ask you about were yarrow at 15 um, pedro 17 uh alm 21 mm-hmm. uh Jensen, uh, 30, and then Bell, 23, and then the two, like, goalkeepers that we have that are supplemental, who are Creek and Lund at 31 and 39. Um, in 16. Uh, I think I did Nelson at 14, but I'm not sure. O'Malley at 18, Pompo at 12, and Watts at 20, and that is everyone, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the the rest of them are people that probably haven't played yet during the 
Yeah, or, like we have the regular really season. That yeah, much. yeah. I saw Yarrow as city too, but um, the rest of the and Creek, obviously, but yeah, the rest of them. I don't know if we've seen them unless. They sent somebody out as a substitution. They did for a couple of them. Um, oh, and then I forgot another one. I forgot um, Glover at 46, mm. who is the, the, the young kid. I think that's everyone now. So a couple of matches have already come and gone since the last time that we recorded. We had Minnesota United FC uh, last weekend. Um, and then Saturday, this past Saturday, we played in Seattle. And so Anna Marie and I were just talking about this, but I thought that they were pretty similar, mainly because, like I said before, I, I've been focused on the formation and I felt like we were trying really hard to pack in the the defenders um, to stop the the offensive plays, um, and so anyway, Anna Maria has a different outlook or a different opinion, and so I'm going to let her share what that is. <laughs> yeah, so I watched both of these games from, well, not necessarily from home, but like on TV versus going in person to Minnesota. Um, I had a, I had an obligation that day, a fencing tournament, and I had to be at that. So there was no way I was going to get downtown on time. So I watched from home. Um, I thought that the Minnesota game, we were very evenly matched and that it wasn't, it wasn't so much um, that we fell apart at any point in time. It's just that they had that one penalty kick that they, did really well with and that's the only reason why they won I think it would have been a draw otherwise versus with Seattle I feel like the first half was strong and then the second half we actually just kind of like loosened up and fell apart and couldn't do anything mm -hmm. so I that's why I thought they were different I don't quite understand the formations yet I'm still trying to figure that out like I get I get what they are in that like what the numbers mean I don't know what it means tactically necessarily. So mm -hmm. that's where I struggle a little bit because I don't have the understanding of the strategy behind like choosing a certain formation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like in Ted Lasso, when they talk about the basic, like the formation that they know, or they've known their whole lives because, you know, they've been playing since they were kids is, you know, that, that very simple formation of the, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to blink on it. It's like the four, four, two. And, um, I, I see how it works, but it's hard. It's still hard for me to follow it when it's in play. Like if you have it set up and you're showing the formation, obviously what we did was the five, three, two. So we had five defenders and then three midfielders, two strikers or forwards. And so I guess the idea was that we went heavy on the defense, and then hoped and with Minnesota hoped that, you know, we would be able to find those opportunities with Klaus and um, just kind of get in there. But with Minnesota, what it looked like is they decided their strategy was going to be to pile up on Klaus yeah. to not let him have any opportunities either near the net or, you know, as they're coming on the field. And so 
any opportunity that, you know, if there was a corner kick or anything, they were on Klaus. They had at least three people on him at all times. Um, that's what I noticed with Minnesota is that uh, we tried to have a strong defense. And uh, just like you said, they had some opportunities. There were some calls that uh, I, I didn't necessarily agree with that, um, that allowed a PK. And yeah. um yeah, and and even during that match, someone someone behind us was saying, you know, get up every time that someone was on the ground. Um, they were like, get up, like just play. And I agree that you know you're watching soccer. You want people to just it not to be a constant. Uh, you know, someone's on the ground. We're waiting for a foul or a call to be made or whatever um, to just let it go. But to me, that's also why there's stoppage time. And even though it stops the play, especially whenever, you know, someone's advancing, that is really frustrating. But the Minnesota too. Yeah. The Minnesota, the Minnesota guy was on the ground. And if he had not stayed on the ground that long, they might not have called that foul. Like it might not have happened. Um, and so sometimes it tips the scale and it seems like they were on the ground a lot. There were some instances where they definitely need to be needed to be. I mean, we had people who their heels were clipped. We had Klaus going up, smacking his head. Like, obviously, you don't you need to stop uh, in situations like that. And then there are situations where people just fall on the ground, dive, whatever it takes and to. And so <laughs> um, Yeah. So I, I that was a frustrating match just because it, it did seem like that tipped the scale. And I also wondered if that set us back a little bit. And then we just got tired, um, which we typically see us getting a little bit tired or most teams getting tired around 65th minute, 70th minute. Um, but with Seattle, it was, it was just <laughs> like we were trying to bring in that strong defense and they were able to get past it. And then it was like, we just fell apart yeah. from there. Yep. Like that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like, it felt like just like everyone was scrambling to try to do what they need to do and not accomplishing it in that second half. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that the worst part of it was the own goal that we had, which is going to happen eventually. But yeah, like Nerwinski uh, was just like, you could see his reaction when they did like the replay where he just like slumps and he knows that it was off of him. And yeah. Oh, I, I have to say this though. I was, I'm, I'm kind of happy that we lost, not because we lost, but because we couldn't win forever. Mm -hmm. And when you lose, you learn something typically. Yeah. And it's one of those things where we lost to two, two of the you know best teams that are out there right now. And that's fine because hopefully we can learn for the next week, um, mm -hmm. this Saturday when we're going to be facing Cincy. So I, I don't necessarily have a problem with losing. I would. And I think that the reaction online, which I don't know how much you've seen, but people are going like ballistic, like, Oh my God, now we suck. We lost so much. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guys, chill out. We've had two losses. We've had five wins. We're still up there at the top. Like, right. A lot of people <laughs> thought it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy or some people were maybe just a little bit embarrassed because they were really hard online when we were winning. And yeah. honestly, like your point, as, and you're a coach, so like you get this 
more almost more than anyone, but like it, you learn something from yeah. losing. And I think that this is an opportunity to see how we come back from, you know, making mistakes or just seeing what works and what doesn't work. Right. And I think we tried something new because we were trying again, we changed the formation to try something new, which is not a bad thing. And now we're going to regroup and we're going to see what works. And I, I'm excited to see how things change. And I think that the first five matches just show all of our potential. Yeah. And so I think that I'm not, you know, I don't think it was luck. I don't think that it was like, oh, we just got lucky because we're a new team or whatever. I think we really did show our potential and that's what makes me excited. Like we changed it up. It didn't work. And I think we have an opportunity to come back even better. And it may not even happen, you know, every match from here on out because we're playing different teams with different strengths. And they're also trying to match us, which we saw with Minnesota. Like they yeah. they saw Klaus and every opportunity that he you know, capitalized on. And so they said, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to press really hard on Klaus. Okay. Well now we have to figure out what do we do? Like, how do we get around that? Yeah. And it seemed like, it kind of seemed like with the Sounders game, like people other than Klaus were afraid to take a shot. Yeah. Like they just kept kept trying to like waiting for, Yeah, kind of, it felt like that. I don't know. I don't know if that's like actually what was going through their heads, but it just seemed like they weren't actually going for it when they could have gone for it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but what I what I want to like stress is that there's still there's still opportunities for growth here. Like mm-hmm. if we win everything, there's no opportunities for growth. If we lose some of them, that's fine. We have opportunities for growth, and we're a new team. We should have those opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. We can be a strong new team and still lose lose matches, and it's fine. Right, like, it's absolutely fine. We're we're doing great, and I don't have any problem with a couple of losses it's not gonna it's not gonna put a damper on my spirits at all no no and I'm I'm a very competitive person which that's just you know the product of being raised with brothers like everything was a competition so in my mind it is hard for me when we lose but not because I you know think that the team is doing a terrible job or something it's more of just something in my head that's like dang this really sucks but again I I think that we have a really good opportunity to come back, um, you know, with a new strategy and even the loss, like I still believe in our team. I think we're, we're just fine. So I'm excited to see what we bring against Cincy. I think that we have, um, you know, I think that we have a good opportunity to uh, regroup and um, it'll be at home. So that will be fun too. Yeah. And I can make that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Cause that was like the one match that I was really excited about because I have oh, yeah. misplaced priorities apparently. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Cincy was your first. That was my first MLS That was your game. first MLS yeah. game. Uh, so. Cincy versus Atlanta and they lost. Yeah. Uh, but it was still really fun. And that was last August. So I, I I have like a weird soft spot for them for no real reason. I mean, like that's not it's real. Like reason. sentimental. It's just sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I feel like it's okay, but then everyone tells me I'm wrong and that yeah. I should burn my Cincy hat. So we'll see that's what happens. True. If they if they win, I might burn that hat. You should still burn the hat, but it's there's there's nothing wrong with having a sentimental tie to them. I have a little sentimental tie with Nashville. Yeah. Like I I don't have you know, feelings of, I just want to like crush them, but 
I'm also not a Nashville fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself a Cincinnati fan. I well, guess, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, this is a uh, exciting. So I'm looking forward to see what we what we bring to the table next weekend and it'll be good to be back home. I like that. It's, you know, interchangeable, like we're at home and then we're back, you know, it's just, yeah, it's nice to have a break from, and, and I say this lightly because maybe others don't want a break, but it is nice to have a break from going and seeing it in person and then being able to watch it, you know, and yeah. no, I agree. In a different sense. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. If, if we had to go downtown every weekend to watch, like, yes, it would be fun. But that's also like, I think when I go, it's usually like over six hours of being there between like the pregame party, even if I arrive late to the pregame party, yeah. you know, taking the Metro down, uh, doing the pregame party, doing the March, doing the game, and then coming back afterward. Like I usually get back around, midnight-ish you know yeah. like, and I've left before six o'clock so it's it's a commitment <laughs> right exactly and and also with the Minnesota match the metro there was nothing you know on the website or on the app that informed anyone that the blue line was down for maintenance oh no so we waited um well first of all there was a huge backup at Union Station. Like people were all the way up the stairs and waiting for the train. And so Jeff and his sister and I ran all the way down to the Enterprise Center, the Civic Center um, stop, which had less people, but we waited for almost an hour. And then all of a sudden a red line shows up and they just announced that this is the only way to get to the blue line, or this is the only one you can take to get to Forest Park and then get off and go home. So just a heads up, if you're listening to this and you're you're um, preparing for the Metro next weekend, that might be a similar situation. I would just look into it um, because that did cause a major delay in getting home. And that's the stuff that's exhausting is you're just yeah. relying on public transportation, which is fine, but you just have to prepare for it. And so that's why I'm kind of like, I like this – you know, every, like the exchange between yeah. in home and in person. And so um looking forward to it. And it's also good to see friends and be outside. The weather's finally going to be decent. So hopefully yeah. I might've just jinxed us. You may have. You I, knocked on, on wood. I knocked on the wooden table. So we're fine now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I just found out that I didn't tell Christina about the bet that I made about the Seattle Sanders game. Yeah. Um, and so we thought I'd tell her on like while we're live while we're recording because I made a foolish, foolish decision. Oh no. What was the bet? So I have a friend from fencing who is a massive Seattle Sanders fan. Okay. And so we were talking, and of course, this was when when we'd won, I think the four games, we hadn't won our fifth yet, but we'd won our four or five games at that point. And we decided to make a bet because we knew that both of our teams were going to be playing. And this friend is going to be in town though, um, in two weekends for the April 22nd weekend. Okay. Okay. Uh, there is a massive fencing tournament that's going to be at the downtown St. Louis Convention Center. Um, the 21st through the 24th. And so he'll be in town. 
Okay. So we made a bet where whoever lost the game would have to wear the other team's colors for the day, for that Saturday. So we got to get you some some green and blue. Their color is rave green and it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Like it is, it is highlighter neon green Mm -hmm. and they call it rave green. And I'm like, okay, I'm down for a rave, but I'm not down for the rave green. Right. Like it's, 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 it's terrible. And I I kept telling him, you know, you'd look so good in city red. You look so good in city red. You look so good in city red. And he's like, (laughs) well, you're going to wear rave rave green. He never said I would look good in it. He never said I'd look better in it. He just said, you're going to wear it. Right. So that is a terrible bet that I made. Um, I'm hoping that it's just a scarf and it's not like a whole like. Like the shirt and the shorts. No, I'm not going to wear that much of it. It's just be the shirt because like. I, I, I have to be coaching downtown and I don't want to be like a total idiot while I'm doing that. Sure. But we'll Although see that would what be entertaining. happens. <laughs> it would be entertaining for everyone else, but not Especially if you were a full kit winker. <laughs> no, I would not do that. I would not do that at all. I'd be like, sorry, you're out of luck on that one. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the bet that I made. It wasn't monetary, mm. but it did cost me my pride. So, so what did we learn? <laughs> what did we learn? Uh, Okay, so I learned two things. Two okay. Things. First of all, don't make bets. Sure. That's fine. Like, it, it was still fun, but, like, yeah. maybe don't make bets. <laughs> the second thing is it's really entertaining to, like, trash talk someone else's team when yeah. you're both friends and you, like, have a mutual interest and you're interested in different teams. Like, because that was actually the really fun part of this bet was the whole lead-up to it was us texting back and forth being, like, Oh, you know, this, 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 uh, right. like he would be like, Oh, Jordan Morris did so good if I got sporting KC. And I'd be like, yeah, but it was sporting KC. KC. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Stuff like that. We were just going back and forth and just sporting KC is having a rough season. <laughs> good. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a good, good burn. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, it, it was really fun. That part of it was really fun, but maybe just like, don't make bets. Like, yeah. Keep that part out of it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's, that's a good bet though. It is a pretty good bet. I think that at the time it was very, you know, we had a very even. Yeah. 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 It looked good. It, it wasn't a good. bad bet to make at the time. Yeah. But it, it was a bad bet to make overall. Right. Um, I, I think that I anticipated that the prize for it would be like, just like buy each other a beer if like our team won or lost yeah. or whatever. Uh, I did not anticipate him setting the terms to be that. And because he said, set the terms to be that I'm kind of screwed. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, Kevin, this one's for you. Uh, I guess I'm wearing rave green on April 22nd. Um, I apologize to any listeners of our show who think that this is sacrilegious. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> but are we really sorry? <laughs> are we really sorry? No, we're not sorry. This is a public non-apology number, whatever. Um, it's gamesmanship. It's ga- gamesmanship. God, it's not gamesmanship. <laughs> but public non-apology number four, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, public non-apology. Uh, I do not apologize for making this bet, even though it was a poor decision on my behalf. So if you see me wearing rave green on April 22nd, I promise I haven't suddenly become a Sounders fan. I just lost a bet. (laughs) That's great. We thought it's been a while since we've done a Premier League update. So uh, I just wanted to share that I'm still third in our fantasy Premier League table. 
uh Malia is ahead of me and then there's someone else ahead of me but I feel like they shouldn't count because they have mostly Arsenal players I think that's Joe is that Joe mm -hmm. is it no it says Josh P okay well Josh P whoever Josh P is you have a lot of Arsenal pandas. players and you're trash pandas so <laughs> yeah we're not we're not catching up with Josh P at this no point. no we're not there's there's They've no got way like 1100 points yeah to my 800 like I might catch up to Malia I've got only 80 points less than her. So I just need to have two good weeks. Um, but anyway, we wanted to talk real quick because how have our teams been doing, Christina? Uh, well, uh, the Spurs have been doing okay. But Chelsea, on the other hand, oh, and we are, however, we were knocked out of the fourth uh, spot on the table, which was kind of sad, but it is what it is. We are now fifth and I'm, wondering if Aston Villa is going to kick us out of fifth because they have been killing it. Go Malia. Um, <laughs> but Chelsea, on the other hand, I think I'll let Anna Maria say it because she, you know, this is a, an, a personal offense to her. So I'll let her take it away. Uh, we sacked, <laughs> we sacked Graham Potter and then we hired back in uh, Frank. What's his face? Mm -hmm. I can't remember his last name right now to save my life. I just know that we... His name is Frank. That's all we know. I think it's Frank. Frank I'm going to so laugh Frank. if it's not actually Frank. Let me look it up real quick. But we hired back someone who had previously managed Chelsea, I believe. Sure. And um, I'm looking it up. I Yeah, Frank Lampard. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I did get the first name correct. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we hired him back and then we lost to the Wolves. And now we're like 11th on the table and it's very sad because mm. it's been a season. I was actually, um, I was actually notified that we fired Graham Potter because my friend texted me and I could preview the text and all the preview of the text said was, um, the suffering is over. <laughs> and I, I, I knew immediately on April 2nd, what that meant. And I was like, oh, yeah, breaking news. Chelsea FC have confirmed the sacking of head coach Graham Potter. And I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe some changes will be good. Um, we'll see. Well, they're on the mend. They got to lose one and then they'll figure it out, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it kicked their morale or something, well, having a, a manager switch. Well, this is the same friend that when – I first said that I had become a Chelsea fan through that quiz. Um, let's see. How did he describe that to me again? He described it as something about like ferrets on methamphetamines. Mm -hmm. um, I recently <laughs> texted him that again too, where I was like, this is, this is just ridiculous. But he said that it was like, oh yeah. So Jerome, my friend Jerome posted old manager, same results. They never should have fired uh, Tuchel from Chelsea. And then, I said, it's a shit show. And then I reminded him of a text that he sent me where it said, uh, well, get used to the roller coaster that's on fire being run by ferrets on methamphetamine. That's what it's like to be a Chelsea fan. <laughs> and let me tell you, that is accurate. Like you said that the, the, the Spurs was a roller coaster, but you've just consistently stayed in one place all yeah, season, we've all had, season. We've had a very consistent season for some reason this year. And then mine has just dropped and <laughs> dropped and dropped. Granted, we're still like 12 points away from the bottom of the table. Yeah. 12 points. 
Yeah, you have a ways to go. That's like four games. <laughs> we'll just score goals in the next four games and you'll be fine. <laughs> just put the ball into the net and then you won't go to the bottom of the table. Just do that. It's only There's only one solution to your problem. Just win. Just win the game. <laughs> Some of the best things that come out of these matches are the memes. <laughs> and so looking at the memes that came out of the Minnesota United FC match, uh, we have, I'll let Anna Maria take the ravioli one. Oh my um, God. It's great. They had like a, a commercial for Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> and it was just like the jingle in the background saying like, we're having ravioli. And it was so funny because they, didn't they like they put the loons win uh, yeah. on the the can yeah yeah they yeah photoshopped it in and so they had that and then um, and if you weren't like in the know they they call themselves the loons and so one of their posts on Instagram was uh, in the caption it said heartbreaking. We might have to be called the Oons now because St. Louis took the L. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Both of them were pretty clever. Like, you know, you got to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at, like, what other teams do like that where they just kind of make these memes and stuff because it's all in, it's, it's, it's in good fun. It's not, it's not oh, like. Oh, for sure. It's very creative, too. And I think that one specifically came from Reddit. So I don't think that was their social media uh person who came up with that at least when i looked in the comments they were you know saying give credit to the redditor, the redditor. but still a lot so of creativity coming from that side um yeah and to me that's entertaining i think that people have really um found creative ways to <laughs> create memes and whatever about st louis city and i really appreciate that it kind of like softens the blow for me yeah i haven't seen any good ones about the sounders yet with uh from that game yeah i'm but, looking at it now trying to see yeah if, I, um, I didn't i didn't see any come out that were good no they're very Ooh, sorry for that no they're very uh straightforward yeah we're here here's where we're at at the half we won yay that's seattle <laughs> Yeah, oh. I, I'm excited. I think that there are some other teams that I think we'll see some creative, you know, um, memes come from. I think we'll see it with Chicago, definitely with Sporting KC. And this is not to credit their social media person. This is just because there's a lot to say there. Um, and then mm, I don't know who else who else is really going to, you know, go for the creative uh, clap back, but. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I hope that we see some. Um, I, I have to say probably my favorite meme so far was when we had won five games. There was one posted on Reddit that was uh, the scene from Legally Blonde where, you know, she's talking to Warner. Elle Woods is talking to Warner and is like, oh, I got it. Like, she's like, you got into Harvard? And she says, what, like it's hard? And it was Warner saying, 
you won five games and then L Woods with the uh, city like yeah. logo being like, like what? It's hard. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just, I appreciated that one. It also led me to find out that my husband has never seen Legally Blonde. So I had to fix that. Ooh, yeah. And I did. Okay. I did. What were the thoughts? Like just the He highlights. was like, oh, that's a movie that I haven't seen before. <laughs> like, you know, it was he wasn't like super thrilled by it, but he got some of the pop culture references that he hadn't previously gotten. Yeah. So that was good because he's all about the pop culture references. I like any movie that has like a like revenge yeah. arc to it. That's... Have you seen Do Revenge on Netflix? Yes. I like that, that one. That one, too. one. That that one has a pretty happy. big like plot twist. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I liked that one a lot too. It was funny. Um, but yeah, the memes, the memes have been great and it's been fun to watch you know, the MLS Academy memes, Academy memes Academy. Yeah. And I didn't realize until just now, which not just now, but a few days ago, which is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I didn't realize that the idea, the concept was that people could post memes to the Academy and then they can vote to call it up to actually go to the MLS memes page. Yes. Like that's what they're doing. Yeah. But my brain, like it didn't catch on. I just thought it was a separate group. And then everybody started you know, saying call up, call up on this other one. And so then it went to the other page. Um, but I thought that was really fun. I still <laughs> think my concept. favorite thing to come out of that was the Kitty City SC. <laughs> Kitty City SC. Kitty City SC. Based on our Purina sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still want a, a Kitty City SC scarf. Yeah. I would. With like rainbows and it's just. Yeah. It's just like rainbows, paw prints, like all absolutely. that sort of stuff. Just absolutely crazy. Yes. So if you'd be interested in such a thing, maybe we will look into making those. Yeah. I think so. We'd like to end our episode today asking all of you what the worst sports bet you've ever made was. Yeah. Please tell us so that we can laugh at you. And then I'll feel a little bit better, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But like, again, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or through email at stlwannabefans at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.